Welcome to the Always On Podcast. I am your host, Duncan McPherson. And on this podcast, our objective is to enable our audience, which are high caliber fee-for-service professionals, to always be working on their business and on themselves personally and professionally. And on today's podcast, I had a great conversation with Katie Braden. Katie is a founder and chief video officer at Advisor Video Marketing. And in this episode, we discussed the do's and don'ts of creating evergreen and cascading video. And probably the best part is Katie's experience in helping somebody create confidence before they actually create the video that they make available for clients and prospective clients. So you'll want to uh, pay attention to what she said. She covered a lot of ground. Uh, If you like this podcast, please like and share and tell your colleagues. And if you have any ideas or topics you'd like to hear in the future, just let us know. Thank you very much for listening. Well, I'm very excited for this conversation because it's going to be incredibly timely and actionable and actually speaks to two addressable audiences, those who have already done video as part of their marketing and branding strategy, but you know, perhaps maybe checked a box and didn't do it to the degree that they kind of wish they would have in hindsight. And also this is going to speak to those who have been on the fence about video and are just looking for a nudge. So to help me do that, I'm joined by Katie Braden, who is just an incredible combination because right off the bat, Katie, you're a CFP and your pedigree and your impact on the financial services industry just gives you immense credibility. And we'll get into that in a moment. But what I really actually love is as a supplement to your deep industry knowledge is you're an artist at heart because I I saw that you studied photography earlier. So that combination is very rare. And uh, so I'm looking forward to having this this chat about video marketing. So first of all, Katie, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Duncan, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too, because I just know that... uh, as we're all aware, video just exploded out of nowhere. I guess it would have been two or three years ago. Probably the last couple of years, the disruption was the accelerant for people feeling, okay, I need video. But also, I think the impact that it had. So the first thing I want to talk about, and and also I just will say, um, in addition to your industry knowledge and experience and your artistic and creative flair, you are also a private pilot. And everything I know about pilots is that I'm sure you could take off and fly the plane in your sleep, but you probably follow a checklist pretty ardently to make sure you've got everything right. So you probably bring that into the mix as well. Yeah, it's sort of an interesting... uh eclectic skill set I seem to have acquired. (laughs) And to round it all out, you live in Las Vegas. I mean, that's just the perfect combination, right? Yeah. I like to keep people guessing, Duncan. It's good to, it's good to kind of have a lot of change in life, experience a lot of things in life. And I will say, and I know we'll get into this, all of those things really do end up working together. And you learn yeah. different things, you know, in different hobbies and skill sets and areas of expertise. And it's fascinating to see how they all can come together to really have an impact in a bigger way. Yeah, terrific. And uh, just to jump to jump ahead for everybody, uh, ultimately what Katie does is helps a professional really create video that they can be proud of over the long haul. And you're a coach and an accountability partner to prepare someone to do video properly, because I do know that many financial professionals, especially, but professionals in general now who are embracing video, they might've rushed it a little bit just again to check the box and get it done. And they're not as proud or even as happy as they wish they would be 
with the finished product, but at least it's done. But what you do, and I'm, again, I'm just jumping ahead, yeah. is, and I just want to frame it in these three letters, clarity, conviction, and confidence. So you have a coaching program that helps a fee-for-service professional get clarity around what they are going to say in terms of their message, and then conviction as a messenger so that they have impact, and ultimately confidence. So they're just relaxed and natural. And to your point, I think one of your favorite words is authentic. So it just really comes out that this is who I am. This is how I'm different. So just everybody know that that is something you can look at is uh, Katie has a six week and then a 12 week deep dive course, but we'll get more into that a little bit later. Let's, let's get into this. Katie, I, I want to remind everybody about what ultimately video does. So it serves as a bridge for clients to make an introduction to help their inner circle of friends and family members and business, business associates get to know their professional in advance of meeting them. So there's that addressable audience. And then ultimately what it does, it helps a prospective client who has just found the financial professional after vetting, maybe doing a little bit of a search and just amp up their predisposition and self-motivation so that they're drawn to that person because of the video. Are these some of the things that that fuel you when you help somebody work through your, your process? Yeah, hugely. Like I would say when it boils down, Duncan, people say, okay, okay, what is at the core of my passion around video and especially video for financial advisors and financial planners? And really at the base of it, it's that I firmly believe that video is the best way that we can change the public perception of what financial advice is and who financial advisors are. And so if you think about all the video that's out there across TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you mm -hmm. name it, from unqualified people delivering very dangerous advice, couple that with the fact that there was a recent survey that asked the public about their perceptions, and people are still even mentioning Enron, Wolf of Wall Street, Bernie Madoff. I'm sure SBF is going to be in there now. You know, there's just not a lot of accurate representation of advisors out there. And so we need to use video because there are so, so many great advisors doing such great work, but so few people out in the public actually know that they exist. Okay, great points. And uh, you're right. I mean, the noise and distortions floating around just creates uh, uncertainty and apprehension for the investing public. And I often use the analogy of the noise-canceling headphones that a financial professional, but a fee-for-service professional in general, can really help somebody tune out the noise in terms of that signal-to-noise ratio. Now, I do want to acknowledge, and I'll, I'll try to force in a little aviation analogy, is that there's some things you can't learn in a simulator. And I'm saying that yeah. because you were in the financial services business after you you got your uh your degree, you joined your mother in the financial services business, and then you became a thought leader. You traveled all over the world uh, speaking to financial advisors. I know that you've served on committees and various conferences and so on. So that credibility is very impressive because you're not talking theoretically. You understand a day in the life of the fee-for-service professional. So yeah, feel free to expand on that, and then I'll start uh uh, hammering you with some questions here. Yeah, and people are always curious about that. So, just in a in a nutshell, I actually got my degree in photography in Australia. So, I always joke it's the totally natural path into financial planning. The Aussie government kicked me out; they changed immigration rules. So, my mom mm. was like, "Come join my RIA," and so I did. And I quickly became her succession plan. And I was there for eight years, and we were looking at you know me taking over and. It's a very, it was a very successful business, very traditional investment management only, AUM only. And I have always tapped into that creative side of my brain of looking at things differently. And so even though I was kind of being handed this great business, Duncan, I honestly looked around and I was like, 
I did some soul searching. I said, but this isn't the business that I would want to work with or that my peers mm. would want to work with. And I actually focused on going into 401k plans and working with employees from rank and file to executives. And whether people were just starting to save, had a lot of money, there were so many misconceptions and you know misunderstandings about who advisors were, what they did. And there just weren't enough business models that actually addressed that. So I took a leap and I left my mom's firm in early 2013 and started one of the first completely virtual monthly subscription financial planning businesses. And I was leveraging video wow. on my website and in my business in 2013. And so, so way ahead of the curve in the industry. Ahead. I don't think yeah. I don't think video really came on the scene until about 2016 or 17. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't not not hugely and there are articles uh under my former name but about me leveraging video back then and just seeing the impact that it had and how impactful video is to you mentioned this earlier attract your ideal clients which I often talk about but also deter the people that aren't the right fit. You know, I'm constantly talking with advisors and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we do a ton of discovery calls or intro meetings and not a lot of people are a good fit." And it's like, "Well, that's not a great use of your time, right? We should be looking at all those checkpoints, the bottlenecks, and how to actually leverage all of your marketing materials to just as effectively deter people that aren't the right fit as it is to attract the people. And by using video, Duncan, my close rate on intro calls was like 95% because people had seen me, they got to know me, they you know knew who I was and how I thought and what I believed. So they were already sold before we started that call. Okay. Well, you... you indirectly answered one of my first questions <laughs> because of all the marketing and branding uh, mediums that exist, I was going to ask you why video is so important and how you gravitated towards video, but you answered that. And what's video, what you proved in 2013 is the ability to sift out prospects from suspects. And like you said, draw them towards you, attract them to you by creating professional contrast. There's there's an expression, right? For you to get hired, someone's got to get fired. But you want people to come to their own conclusions. You want your value to be bought, not sold. So you're moving them through the funnel and, and the pipeline to a point of predisposition where you bring them to this fit conversation and they're predisposed. They're, you're not closing yep. them. They're engaging with you because they have that trust and familiarity in advance of meeting you. That I didn't know that. That's very, very powerful. Well, and Duncan, if I can even expand on why video is so powerful, you know, I always think about: Did you ever lay in the like the backyard or when you were camping as a kid, and you look up at the clouds and you'd be finding faces and animals and mm -hmm. you know all sorts of creatures up in the clouds, right? We see it sometimes in fruit. Somebody just posted like a berry compote on Twitter, and they're like, "Look at the smiley face that the berries created." And that's really when we compare video to any other medium, even if it's podcasting or writing, the reason video is the most powerful medium is because throughout the entire history of humanity, the one thing that we've always had is the connection to people's faces. It's the power of looking in someone's eyes. Think before humans even had language, right? You would look at someone, you would make eye contact, and you would evaluate whether they're friend or foe, fight or flight. And so if we think about all the inanimate objects that we see faces in, it's because that's so ingrained in us. And when we think about marketing, you know, lots of people have ghostwriters or they send out newsletters that they got from a company, right? And the company kind of sends them out to all sorts of people. It's missing that personal connection. And when we talk about something as deeply intimate as your financial and life goals, that is entirely built on a relationship. And a relationship can only be built through that sort of one-to-one -one actual human connection. That's very interesting. I never thought of it in that perspective. And so I'm assuming that's a big part of your coaching process is that first impression, the nonverbal, the sort of the staging yep. to create that, that subconscious appeal where somebody, as they're listening and watching, there's there's almost like a third energy happening where, they can't necessarily put their finger on it, but they're like, I trust this person. And I, so I'm sure you're very deliberate about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I always joke for those people that have done online dating that, you know, everybody swipes left, swipes right. And how many stories are there of you see a picture of somebody and then you go meet them in person and they are nothing like you imagined. Mm. And so I always tell advisors, I'm like, it's the same thing. Picture uh, being a prospect and pulling up five different advisor websites. And they all have the very professional picture. They all say, you know, I went to university and these are my credentials and I've been in the profession this long. And, you know, I like skiing on the weekends. How on earth would somebody choose between those? You know, if they all do holistic financial planning in a fee-for-service environment, you know, there isn't anything differentiating. But if they all even had 60-second videos that were authentic and really showed their personality, somebody's going to connect with that. And I know this is funny because my degree is in photography. You'd think I'd be all about pictures, but just realizing again, in such a relationship-based business, we need more than that. 60 seconds. Okay. I want to come back to that because that comes and goes so quickly, but you can still, okay. So if a picture can tell a thousand words, then 60 seconds, you can probably get a lot conveyed. You know, it's interesting about video because I, I see much of it. I see a lot of the evergreen video that teams have put out and it's very visually appealing. It's professionally done. The lighting's very good. There's some slow motion effects of the advisor and their family out having a picnic and maybe throwing a football and it's fine, but it's so incredibly generic. It doesn't really say anything. I think it really appeals to the feel, how I feel about this person. But what I wanted to do, first of all, there's Uh, I'd like you to give some insight on some of the common mistakes or errors in judgment that people make when it comes to creating video, because that generic, I I think there was a time and a place for that. I think that's past. I think people have to go a little deeper, but still respect the brevity around that 60 seconds. So I'd like your thought on some of the mistakes that people make. Yeah. So there's even a couple of things in there. So I'll just touch briefly on that sort of more polished video that you mentioned, you mentioned earlier, my big thing is really around easy and authentic video. And we'll get into a few reasons why, but I will say two things. One, every single advisor that I've talked to where that is their first foray into video, none of them have had a good experience. And that is not a reflection on the people they worked with. It's that they haven't built that confidence, which we talked about earlier, right? You have to be comfortable in what you're doing. You have to come across as you because advisors are not actors. You know, there's a joke that Mm -hmm. if you're good at reading a script, move to Hollywood, you'll make a lot more money, you know? And so kind of pretending to be this person and acting in these different scenes, it just doesn't feel natural to the advisor. Mm -hmm. So they create these videos, put them on their website and they're like, but I never want to see it again. You know, and they can come across awkward. And so it's not actually having the impact that they intended it to. And so when we look at, well, how do you create easy and authentic video? Then I'll also touch on things that are really, really important in virtual meetings too. Because Duncan, Mm. I spent all of my time talking with advisors. And even though we are years into virtual meetings, advisors are making I would say at least three really big mistakes in both video and virtual meetings. The first one is their audio. And so whether you have a continued virtual practice, you're just doing some virtual meetings, it's so important to do as much as you can to replicate the in-person experience. And the conversations that advisors are having that, again, are so intimate, they're so personal, they can be very, very emotional. You don't want to have anything distracting from that conversation. And so many advisors have terrible audio. And so picture the client on the other side going through a tough time, all the volatility right now, right? And they're trying to hear the advisor, but there's all this echo or crackling or, right, it's just really hard to hear. That really damages the experience. And I see that a lot with advisor videos too, which brings us to the second thing, which is lighting. And I still see so many advisors are like, oh, I don't have another way to position in my office or my home and their windows behind them. And they're just a dark blob. Again, if you're trying to build a relationship, you would do something different if you were in a conference room, right? If you're in your office, you would change the lighting. You would make sure that you can see the client and the client can see you. So those two things are really important. And then the third, and I know this can be personal, but I will give you my huge bias, is really around framing and background. 
And again, if we think about how can we replicate the in-person experience, think about sitting across the table from someone, a desk or a conference room, you would generally see their whole upper body. Duncan, like I see yours and you see me. So a general rule of thumb is to actually always have more room below your chin than above your head in the camera frame. So often I see advisors at the very bottom of the frame and like 80% of the picture is their ceiling. And they do that or they have those fake zoom or fake blur backgrounds. And again, we don't always realize, I know that's really, really popular for people to do, but think about it from the human perspective and how often it's even maybe subconscious in the back of their minds of clients and prospects going, well, what are you hiding from me? What can't I see there? And we've been in this virtual environment long enough. It's okay if it's your kitchen in the background or your dining room. It's okay if it's even a bed in your background, right? We saw A-list celebrities with tens of millions of dollars, you know, being very casual. And so that's where I think this also gets into a conversation about advisors being comfortable with themselves and allowing themselves to be vulnerable with clients because you're asking clients to be more vulnerable with you than potentially they've ever been with anybody. Hey, so you covered so much ground there. So I'm going to, again, just remind everybody, you've got all of this in a very methodical checklist. So nobody has to sort of wing it and go through their head. Your coaching and accountability process has this all laid out in a sequential format, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Keep keep it easy, right? That's where the easy and authentic comes in. Like, how can we break down those barriers? How can we find what those roadblocks are? Knock them down so you can keep rocking and rolling. Yeah. And and yeah, don't wing it. And uh, okay. So you want the production quality to be professional, but not over-engineered. You want it to have that authentic fireside chat feel, but there's so many of the subliminal elements that you touched on there. From a messaging perspective, like you said, the understatement and the under-promise over-deliver to just to, to be pure so that somebody in their inside voice, they're, they're really, they're not triggered into thinking, okay, that's, you know, and jargon does that a lot too, where words are said that the, that the audience doesn't really understand. It's got to be a disconnect as well, right? It's huge. And one thing that I talk with advisors about all the time is the curse of knowledge. And just as humans in any industry, we always forget what we didn't know before. Right. So I always tell everybody, think about if you're a CFP professional, right? Think about all the aha moments you had as you were going through the certification or at any point in your profession. Right. There's all these things where, like, wow, I didn't know that that's how estate plans work, or that's how trusts worked, or even what a mutual fund is, how tax brackets work. Right. There's all these things that we didn't used to know. And even if you're working with high net worth, very successful, educated clients, they're hiring you because that's not their area of expertise. And I mean, you mentioned it, we know, you know, so often advisors do feel the need to show their expertise, right? And talk and use that jargon. And it's not intentional, but you just forget that other people don't know. So that's why going back to that sort of 60 second video in all my coaching and everything, I always tell advisors, I'm like max of two minute video. Often I'm like, I'm not going to watch your video past two minutes. Because it's an exercise in getting to the simplicity. And so rather than having a 10-minute video, and again, I'm still a CFP professional, I watch some of these advisor videos and I'm like, holy crap, even I'm confused and I know what you're talking about. It's too technical. It's too much. And those are the things that can actually continue to perpetuate negative feelings of advisors, right? How many people are like, oh yeah, advisors talk over my head. They don't listen. They don't understand. Hmm. You know, that's, that's not advisor's intention, but it still happens. So I tell advisors, just keep doing those 60 second videos and you'll realize you can actually fit a ton in 60 seconds. Yeah. If it's really well thought out and and they're not just data dumping. And I'm really big on, and I'd, I'd like your thoughts on this. I'm really big on ensuring that all roads in the messaging lead to the things that a client can only get that are proprietary to the provider. And my frame, and I'd like your thoughts on this, it comes down to your people, your practice, and your process. So your your people and your bench strength are good at what they do, but you don't stop there. 
your practice creates a client experience that combines client service and client experience, and you have a process. So it's not like you're just sort of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together as someone's life unfolds. Your, your future pacing as the client's life progresses, they'll always have the complete picture. They're buying into the process. Does that line up with your philosophy that you want to frame it around the things that are proprietary to the provider? Yeah. And I'll take it a step further. But first, I want to say, even as you were talking, I was like, all right, Duncan, we've got at least 15 videos just in what you said, because I even believe, you know, let's say you have five, 10 people on your team, it doesn't matter. Every one of those people should have a 30 to 60 second video in their about section, right? Even if it's just a quick, you know, saying some of the stuff that's in their bio, again, just so people can see their facial expressions, get to know them as a person. And then even talking about what is your process? You know, so many people don't know. And this is the thing is we think about video and changing the public perception. And you mentioned earlier, in order for you to get hired, somebody else has to get fired. Well, really, I I do firmly believe there are probably millions of people out there that are great candidates that work to work with advisors, but they don't. And so there's just a huge, huge opportunity out there to let those people know and to build those relationships. And so many people have no idea what does that process look like, right? There are still millions of horror stories. If I went and talked to someone, they sold me something out of fear. I don't ever want to work with an advisor again. So what is your process? What is your philosophy? Who are your people? And that will help build those relationships. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people are still talking about to your point, products, pricing, and performance. And that's commoditized as opposed to proprietary. Have you ever considered launching your own podcast? Not sure how to start? Outsource it to the best in the business. We did. Our trusted partners at Proudmouth have a turnkey process to take care of everything. Add predictability to your marketing efforts. Visit them today at proudmouth.com. Do you aspire to consistently attract and keep great clients while driving the enterprise value of your business? Do you want to achieve professional contrast by supplementing your technical ability with a consistent client experience driven by best practices? The Blue Square Toolkit brings the proven Pareto Systems philosophy and process to life in a way that tethers your team so that you can competitor-proof your clients, gain their full empowerment, and attract quality referrals, all while restoring liberation and order in your life, and all in an intuitive, easy-to-use turnkey solution. Visit bluesquaretoolkit.com to get your 14-day free trial today. I want to come back to the 60 seconds again because it's self-evident. Everybody, before they press play, they look at the commitment. So before they opt in, they say, oh, a 27-minute video? Eh, Probably not. And they scroll (laughs) So, so you've got to find that sweet spot between opt-in and leave them wanting more. So yeah. leave the 60 seconds, if it's part of a sequence, triggers moments of recognition. It's like the dripping concept, create amplifying and creating predisposition. So, so how, how did you land on that? Is that a science? The opt-in and leave them wanting more dynamic? 60 seconds is the sweet spot? A little bit. Yeah, it's generally so I think something like 53% of videos watched online are under two minutes. I'm sure TikTok is skewing that now, but this was sort of right before TikTok blew up. And here's the thing. Advisors also spend so much time fretting over every word they say in a video, right? And they'll write scripts and they'll try to get it approved. And it sort of sounds terrible, but I'm like, your exact words don't actually matter that much. And so by doing these short 60 second videos and making them easy and authentic, not highly produced, it is that consistency. And so you mentioned dripping out, it is dripping out and it creates like this celebrity effect, 
right? Which doesn't mean you're going to get recognized in the grocery store, but it's your face or your team, right? So even if there's sort of a, a head of a company, I recommend get as many team members out there as you can. And people consistently seeing your face, the way humans work, you will stick in their mind more. So even if they don't even watch the whole 60 seconds, even if they don't always click on your videos, if you're putting videos out in all your newsletters, if it's on your website, if you're dripping them out on social media, people continuing to see your face keeps you top of mind. And so that'll make it so that if they're at dinner and somebody else says, hey, I'm looking for an advisor, guess what? They're going to think of you faster than if you're an advisor they haven't heard from in six, nine, 12 months. You're going to be top of mind. You're even going to show other advisors. If you're very clear on who you work with and you have a niche, I joke about this. I get asked all the time from friends, family, whatever, for referrals to advisors. They're like, I know you work with advisors. I'm like, but there are so few that are clear on who they work with and what they do. So I'm constantly like, I don't know who to refer to. So advisors need to get that message out so that even centers of influence, other advisors, right? Just constantly be top of mind. Okay, so I want to come back to that in a second. You did remind me, my my wife refers to me as a micro niche celebrity. Nice. <laughs> and uh, she still cannot believe I get paid to talk. She's still shocked. But every now and again, we'll be at a restaurant or somewhere and somebody will say, are you Duncan McPherson? And she'll be like, oh, here we go. Roll <laughs> her eyes. It's like talking to a slot machine. She's just like, come on. Can't be real. But video, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, so it does create yeah. some familiarity. But I want you, uh, if you don't mind, to describe some success stories. People who were reluctant, they opted in, they started, they went through your program, they started creating a video, and they got results. Do you mind sharing yeah. a little bit of that to make this really conceptual? Sure. So I'll do three super easy ones um, of people that really went that easy route. And that's the thing is advisors especially have a tendency to make things far more complicated than they need to. So I do work with people as they go through and we can you know, add editing and do things more professionally, but really it is about getting started. So one advisor was sending out a blog every week as a lot of advisors do, and he put a ton of effort into the blog and we were talking and he's like, well, I don't really want to just recreate the blog as a video. He's like, what should I do? And so I always tell advisors, I'm like, look, send out again, a 30 or 60 second video with that blog that you're emailing out saying why you wrote about that topic and mm. who it's important to. Because even if you do have a niche, not every single blog you write is going to be relevant to everyone. And again, that keeps your face in front of people. And so he saw like, I don't know, a six or eight multiple on people that clicked on the video versus those that ever clicked on the blog. And so that, again, just highlights people want to see your face. And then it makes it so easy because we know everybody's inundated with information, with emails. And so it's also just a really nice service. It's kind of like the whole too long, you know, didn't read. So just let people know. And again, you're staying in their mind. Another advisor was kind of struggling with we all know it's not fun, even with Calendly and different tools, trying to schedule client meetings. And I was like, look, send out a video, even these one to many videos. And so he just sent out a video. He'd grown out a beard and it's the first time he'd grown out a beard in a long time. And so the click through rate to watch that video was huge. And the success rate of clients using that schedule, you know, schedule your quarterly call was massive, right? Which think about all the time that saves of, hey, Duncan, I haven't heard from you. We need to schedule our quarterly review. Okay, can you do Tuesday at three? Can you do Thursday? You know, like that's not the best use of advisor's time. And the coolest thing was because he'd grown out a beard and just showed his authentic self, the amount of conversations that started, right? And clients said, hey, are you growing out out for charity? Are you turning into an Alaska Bushman? And so often advisors are like, oh, we have to talk about interest rates and all these technical things, but that's not what builds relationships. So even having these totally unrelated things, that's going to get in conversations and then can lead to referrals. And then the third one is a woman in Australia that went through the 12-week masterclass and she had a call with a prospect. And the woman said, I'd like to hire you. And also my dad is looking for someone to manage this trust, manage the assets in this trust, like a real estate trust. She said, do you mind if I put you in touch? And the woman said, actually, 
I am going to record a video introducing myself to your dad, explaining my process, my people, all the things we just talked about. So she just recorded a, it was a two minute video and she sent it to the woman. She said, please share this with your dad. And the dad reached out and without even scheduling a call just from the video said, not only do we want to hire you as our advisor, we'd like to invite you to be on our board just from that video. So think about the time saved there again versus an entire sales process just from a two minute, super easy video. She wasn't in a studio, no script. Easy. Okay. So I want to recap on those three. So the first one was give them a peek behind the curtain. Uh, the Talk about the origins of some of your research and as a thought leader. Okay. So that that's a really neat perspective I didn't consider. I really like the second where you talk about the balance. And I've been talking about this for a long time is there's your message, but it's the messenger. It's yeah. the messenger that creates trust. I mean, the assumption is, okay, you've got technical ability. You know what you're talking about. I don't need to know everything you know. I just need to know that you know. But do I like you? Do I trust you? Can I imagine myself introducing my kids to you and my friends to you? That's the messenger as much as it is the message. So that's a really neat point. And then the third one, because I'm starting to see this. So there's the evergreen video that parks on a website that that somebody knew or uh, somebody can watch as a refresh. It's just there. Then there's the cascading, like you said, the blog, the continual stream. But yeah. I'm also starting to see the one-to-one, the, the one-off little videos. Like I'm on LinkedIn, instead of somebody writing out this long-winded introduction, they're sending me a 30-second video. It does yes. have more impact. So you're saying that's part of your protocol and your process as yep. well as to help somebody create personalized one-off video to cut through it all and to establish a relationship as part of somebody's fit process. Yeah, absolutely. Because hands down, Duncan, those short videos can be the best return on investment you get for your business next year, next five years, next 10 years. They're not hard right? And they can actually be fun. And the thing I love about it, so I do actually recommend that's always where advisors start is just one-to-one -one videos. And I love those personal videos on LinkedIn. I send a ton of video emails. And the thing is, it's such a great reminder. It builds that confidence because you realize that what you look like doesn't matter. Having a perfect hair day or your collar correct, all those things aren't what matter. What matters is how you make the other person feel. So especially on LinkedIn, right? We always get the, hey, it's these five people have a birthday today. So I often send those 30 second, hey, happy birthday. Hope you're doing great. Do you know how often I get messages back that say, I'm not working today. I've gotten over a hundred messages. I didn't respond to a single one of them, but I'm responding to yours. That was super cool. Thank you so much. No so just kidding. imagine if you send a happy birthday message to, again, a center of influence, a prospect, your longest standing client. And again, let's say they're at dinner tonight and somebody says, how was your day? And they're like, oh, like I actually got a video from my advisor. Oh, how do you like working with your advisor? All these little things. And it's just, you could send it while you're out on a walk with your dog in the morning. You know, it doesn't have to be professional. And in fact, I have found, I've sent videos where I'm all super sweaty and look disgusting after a run. And that starts a conversation. People go, oh, how far did you run? How's the weather there? And then you get going. You build a relationship. Okay. This is interesting. So this brings me to a question because I'm sure somebody might be listening in and think to themselves, you know, this is, this is compelling, but it sounds like work. It sounds like a commitment. I've got a good thing going and, you know, maybe arguably they're maybe a little bit complacent. How do you demystify that this this absolutely has to become a habit and ritual, but it's 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 not as much work. Like there's probably a fulfillment, there's a rejuvenational quality that comes from the exercise. Do you mind addressing that? Yeah, and that's why. So exactly how I have the the six and twelve week workshops built is that it's it's one hour each week live. 
So mm-hmm. you're in a live group. So you're with other advisors, right? You get a ton of camaraderie. You get to talk with other people because we know starting anything new is terrifying, right? That's why people that go do gym classes or Peloton or whatever are far more successful than people doing it on their own. Live in person, like in a room? No, or live, online? live okay, virtual. Gotcha. It's virtual I because sure. I want people. Yeah, absolutely. I want people to be comfortable in their own space. Right. So I've had a lot of people ask, they're like, hey, can you come do a live workshop? And I was like, I can live in person. I'm like, but then people are going to get back to their home or their office Mm -hmm. and not have the setup. Right. And that's going to be one of those roadblocks. So live virtual. And then again, it's just it's a one to two minute video assignment each week. And Mm. it just starts to build those habits. So that was the other C. You mentioned three C's earlier. So I would add consistency. And Mm. that's how any habit is built. So if you're creating these videos week after week, and then continue on and we create the plan for how you're going to continue it on. And Duncan, if they're easy, if they're authentic, it should be as easy as getting off a client call. And you're like, wow, that's the fourth client that's asked me that this week. I'm going to record a 60 second video. I'm going to send it out in our newsletter to all of our clients say, hey, we're getting a lot of questions on this. I'm going to post on social media. That whole process, once you've got the practice down, really should be less than half an hour. Okay. Interesting. So so you you have this sequence of either six weeks or 12 weeks in a virtual group setting. So everybody gets to see each other. There's this yep. dynamic of, of sharing, sort of co-opetition. Okay, we're in the same business, but we're all trying to grow and improve ourselves. And then there's the, the action item. They have to create a video. So it's like this sequence of dry runs that builds on itself. To at the end of the six or 12 weeks, they're at a higher level of confidence because they've been doing it. And then let's get granular about messaging here. So first of all, let's talk about compliance. I mean, you know your way around compliance, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. And the the joke goes, don't say stupid things. Right. Like it's so even in working with large companies, they are understanding that video is important. And so this is also where these easy short videos come into play, where sort of doing video emails is another topic, but it's videos you want to put out on your website, on social, on YouTube, keeping them really short really actually then builds the trust with your compliance department. And so I always recommend actually just recording the video first. I show people how to easily add captions for social media and create the transcript and send that off to compliance. And once they see your messaging, your style, that you're not out there saying stupid things that run afoul of compliance, that builds trust, right? And so we start with what are all those easy things that there's just no way any compliance department would say no to. And then as you, maybe if you do need to create longer videos for something, or you want to go into more technical topics, then again, you've got that trust established. So it is absolutely possible. And I would say if we really peel back the onion on what's going on with advisors, Duncan, it's it's an excuse, right? If we all just are totally honest, they use yeah. compliance as an excuse. Well, it, there's definitely been an acceptance for video. And I mean... This is very oversimplified, but if it's not promissory on products, pricing, and performance, and it's just about what it means to be our client. And I really like what you said earlier, and I want to come back to that, is removing the mystery around who you're suited for. Who is your ideal client? To to speak to that alignment of interest, what does somebody need now and in the future? And what does your value do for that client beyond just making individual financial decisions? So, so you're very deliberate about, about demystifying the who? You have to be. Otherwise, there's honestly no point in creating any content. <laughs> if you're going to work with anyone and there's you know, no clear messaging, it's you know, kind of just a mess. So if you, if you stand for working with no one, then it, you just can't do messaging. And so it also makes it a lot harder to bring that authentic piece. And so you know, we know a lot of advisors like, golfing or they work with people that are retired. So I'm like, look, get outside and go record a video next time you're on the golf course, right? A 30 to 60 second video on what is the top question you got from clients this week. And here's the thing, just by them seeing you on the golf course and then addressing a frequently asked question of your ideal client, that right there builds rapport. 
and they're going to look and see, right? If I had a financial planning practice again, and I would say, hey, I'm only going to work with private pilots. Guess what? It would be video of me while I'm flying or in the hangar, you know? So just using your environment to bring more personality. And that's also going to be a lot more eye-catching than always being behind a desk. Is there a time and a place for uh, dad jokes? Like if I'm on the golf course, could I yes. could I say like financial planning to a T, like something like Please that? Please do. I, I love it. Yes. And and well, and that's the other really good thing about being in a group and having the camaraderie is, Duncan, we are so, so hard on ourselves, right? And the yeah. amount of videos that I've seen from advisors, and I'm like, that is fantastic. Put it out. And they say, oh, but I said, um, too many times, or I looked away, or I made a funny face. Nobody cares, right? All these things that we see that we're picking on ourselves and we're saying we're not good enough, right? So if you're in a group and everybody else, right, it's not just me, it's other advisors are like, no, that was really good. Put that out. And so bringing your personality through dad jokes and through, um, I had one woman who loves wine. And so she recorded a video in her beautiful, beautiful kitchen. And she had a glass of red and a glass of white. And she used it to talk about how she loves wine and the difference between Roth and traditional IRAs. Right. So again, mm. that's going to be more interesting to watch than, you know, something. But again, a bit it comes down to the comfort, polished. the comfort, just being yep. in a Zen mindset when you're laying the video down. You've got clarity, you've got conviction, you've got confidence. Yep. And then, of course, the consistency, which I love. I, I do like that whole notion of the professional scarcity of conveying to the world that you're a general, a specialist, not a generalist. Because I, I think the right people are drawn to that. And they, I think they do feel compelled to share that. So we've covered a lot of ground. Definitely want to get into a sequence and revisit and go deeper on this in, in future conversations. Can I ask you this? Um, well, if, if there's an advisor who has been thinking about video, but they haven't taken that next step, what would you recommend to them? I would always recommend just starting with one of those one-to-one -one videos. So I often mm. say start with either a gratitude video or like a happy birthday video. So by gratitude video, I mean, let's say you have a center of influence you've worked with that recently referred a great client to you. Instead of sending a box of chocolates or an email, record a quick video. And Duncan, you can literally just use your smartphone, right? You don't even have to worry mm. about all the other things. Just hopefully don't be in a loud place. Don't be where it's windy right? Natural light is best from the sun. Just send a one-to-one -one video. And again, when they respond and they're like, wow, like that made my day, right? Or send a video to your longest standing client to just say, thank you so much for being with me all these years. Send it to your former boss or mentor. Heck, your spouse or your parents, it doesn't matter. Just start sending those one-to-one -one videos. Because again, that'll remind you all those things that you thought that you were like, this isn't good enough. When they respond and they go, oh my gosh, you know, I was having a crappy day. That just made my day. You're going to be like, cool, I see the value in these easy and authentic videos. It's a great idea. So I, I love the evergreen in the cascade, but that one-to-one -one dynamic, that amplifies the high touch along with the high tech. I mean, that's very, very good. So you cover that uh, in yep. your six-week and 12-week programs? Correct. Yes. What's yeah, we the look spacing? At one -to -one if, videos, if I opted in for the six... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. If I opted in for the six-week program, what's the spacing in between sessions? So we meet once a week. So once a week. Same time, same time every week. So once a week for six weeks. And then if people want to continue on, because I know schedules get crazy, it can be either the holidays or summer or travel or whatever. So some people would do all 12 weeks at once. Some will do six weeks and then come back later for the other six weeks. Okay. So it's modularized that way. If I do the six weeks and I go, yep. wow, I'm actually getting on a roll here. I can opt in yep. for the next six. Okay. Absolutely. Good to know. Is there anything that somebody can sort of raise their hand and opt in to, to kick the tires around these programs? What do you have in terms of resources? Just so I can, uh, if I'm an advisor thinking, okay, there might be some merit to this. What's the next step? Yeah. So I'd say definitely follow me at least on LinkedIn. I'm constantly putting content out on LinkedIn and then head to my website, which while we're recording this, Duncan is currently um, undergoing some upgrades. So there's ton, there will be tons of resources on my website. And really it's all the stuff that I talk about and even teach, it will all be on there. 
but the value of coming to the workshops is again, that camaraderie, it's accountability, it's actually doing it because we know just like your clients, they could hop online, they could read everything they need to know about their situation, but they're not actually going to take action. So I bring the workshops to actually help people move into action. Love it. Okay. So let's just say I go through the six to 12 weeks. I'm good to go. I'm ready. Then what? Who's actually going to do the fulfillment and help me hold hold me accountable to actually get the video done in a polished, professional, and authentic way? What are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I do actually work with clients one-on-one after they've gone through everything. So I do normally require people have to go through, right? Show they're committed, prove they're committed. And then yes, I work with clients on what I call a video first marketing strategy. So that's where we really look at really making sure we've got that target client nailed down, what your streams are, whether it's blogs, your website, social media, all of the above. If you want to build that YouTube channel, and then we look at how we just start with video and leverage. Duncan, I'm huge on leveraging, right? So how can we mm. maybe do a, a four or five minute video on YouTube and then take those clips and put the clips on social media? And if it's evergreen content and how are we using that to drive traffic back to the website and have it be a, a virtuous cycle? Okay, excellent. So look for Katie Braden on LinkedIn as a starting point. Go to the website. Remind me what, what the website address is again. It's advisorvm.com for advisor video marketing. Advisorvm.com. Terrific. Okay. Well, this is a great start. Uh, I do want to get more into the weeds on on logistics and uh, do's and don'ts and things like that down the road, but great start. And uh, let's make sure we stay connected on LinkedIn and go back and forth there. But I really, really appreciate your time. You're obviously a pro. You've got this figured out. And uh, looking forward to, to learning more down the road. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Always On with Duncan McPherson, where our objective is to enable professionals to always be working on their business and on themselves. Want to learn more about Duncan and his team? Visit ParetoSystems.com. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Pareto Systems. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. If you're like me and want to spend more time educating people and less time selling, Proudmouth helps turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. They will help amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more.